A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign? I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. I'm Lisa Chanu. And today we are joined by a very special guest, Ding Dong Honey. (laughs) (laughs) It is Matt Rogers. You probably know him from his very successful podcast, Los Culturistas, uh, that he hosts with Bow and Yang. Mm. He's also a talented writer, performer. visiting us from new york thank you so much for coming on i have to say thank you so much for having me (laughs) and also the thing about the name like being on other podcasts you have to hear the name of your own podcast out loud and every time i hear las culturistas out loud i'm always like a part of me dies because i'm like we made that stupid ass name when we thought literally 0.0 people would listen and also the fact that we opened it up with ding dong is like (laughs) we did not think like i'd be leading with it one day let's just say that it's just so funny 
That's how long have you been doing it for? Like two and a half years. Okay. Yeah. It's literally, we've become so codependent that I can't believe I'm in another state without him. Aww. Like I'm here hosting our, our live show of our podcast and like, he's not going to be hosting it with me. And I'm like my, my other half. Like yeah. I like when a dog is in the house and like another, the other dog that's there dies or like someone's husband. How about that? <laughs> sure. How about let's leave that fucking weird ass dog analogy at the front door. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like people uh, can maybe relate to dogs more than husbands. I feel this, people care more age. about dogs than that's people. True. So yeah. I've met more dogs than husbands. So yeah. yeah, that's all you can do. Absolutely. When did you? Okay, so you started like two-ish years ago. But what was like? Is there an origin story? Was there like a come to Jesus this of the podcast of the pod itself? Literally, he was approached about doing one, and Hi. then he was <laughs> he was like, "Would you want to hop on it and be like a sidekick?" Ooh. I was like, "Yeah, for sure." And then he was gonna do this choose your own adventure type science podcast, I think, or just uh-huh. like this heady thing. And I'm like, "Why don't we just talk?" <laughs> and I was and I was like that would be easier and also are people going to listen probably not let's just have fun mm-hmm. cuz those are the podcasts that I like that are like very casual and um yeah, yeah but the thing is um it just kind of we just sat there and like we're like I guess we have to have a segment so we came up with this thing called I don't think so honey which is now like this live show that we do but it's literally just talking shit about something for a minute it's the easiest thing to think of <laughs> ever um, but yeah that's I guess the origin of like what it was in the very beginning was just this the chat fr- with a segment at the end yeah and then it got through word of mouth people started to like it oh, I mean I awesome. feel like that's people ask a lot. Uh, I'm sure you get questions about like, oh, how do I start a pot? Like, what did you do? There's literally nothing you can say. Yeah. Well, it's, I think <laughs> what you said too about like, oh, why don't we just talk? Because that's what I like and we yeah. like talking. Yeah. It's like you just have to find something that you don't, you're not going to get bored of doing yeah. for several hours a week because it's like you can't go in and be like, oh, I'm going to start a hit right thing it's just like no we like talking about this thing because uh, most of the time people aren't gonna listen i right. say mean things when people ask me those <laughs> i'll be like get celebrity guests yeah <laughs> and they're like fuck you yeah <laughs> it's kind of like um i was watching this vogue 73 questions uh, you see the one with taylor swift no, no. i'm oh, addicted yes. to these so they said what um advice would you give an upcoming singer and she turns around over her shoulder and goes get a good lawyer uh, and i'm like that's dark oh uh, well she's going through a very dark period yeah that's true <laughs> i love those 73 questions because they're just oh, so candid I, like they're just they're yeah. just like effortlessly breezing through their yeah engine. i love when reese witherspoon starts to answer one question on a trampoline and then does a full flip <laughs> She does a full flip. And I was like, is that CGI? Part of me was like, <laughs> she didn't do that flip. Because no, it was just so limber. I heard her on some, I think it was the Getting Curious. While we're while we're having podcasts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember I she did Getting, getting Curious. curious but she is like type A cheerleader where I think Jonathan Nelson was like, what's like one thing you regret about like being a celebrity? She's like, I didn't scrapbook nearly enough. And I was, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I believe her. She's True on to some, type. She's on one of my like targeted ads right now on Instagram. <laughs> and if I have normally I have the sound off, but if it's on, her voice comes in so shrill and like true Tracy flick. Like she's like, hi, I'm here for Marshalls. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm wow. Out. Hi, uh, this is Reese Witherspoon <laughs> Masterclass. <laughs> Teaching you all about scrapbooks. <laughs> you need to chill for <laughs> sure unreal no she's sh- i literally talked about her today earlier i love when someone comes up twice in a day irrespective it's obviously the stars i know it um, is mm-hmm. is that 
are we agreeing? A good segue. Were you trying to lead no, the no, podcast? No, 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 I wasn't. I wasn't. But I was asking because now I'm thinking everything that's like Pisces because we were talking off mm-hmm. and I didn't know what uh, you were giving me an energy that I couldn't read, which was, it, do, is she saying this? They're looking at my chart. And I was like, are you saying this because you know something about me like that I quote unquote know things? Well, I know. I do know something about you because when I looked at your chart, I was like, oh, I like this person. Oh, I even though we've never met. I thought the same thing. Because really? I was oh, like, I'm very I was like, this guy's that. nice. Like that's like, wh- like not like that. Like, no, oh, what you only have nice as an adjective. But I was like, oh my god, like you're so nice. Like I like want to like hang out with. Like I was like, oh well, I'm. You know, some people are like, I don't know you, but yeah. like let's see what's up. And it's like, no, I know. I feel like I. You probably feel like people know you too. I'm guessing since you have so much. You're just a water baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, like let's. You know. We have a lot of similar stuff too, and so I was like, okay, I think we're gonna vibe. Yeah. That was all I, I had meant. Well, I will say, and you said, you also said off the pod, you were like, you know everything. And like when people say things to you, like you're able to identify them as true. And I was just going to say, it is true that I feel that I can t- start talking to people pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Like I'm from New York. I'm in here. I'm here in LA and I have a couple like meetings or whatever. And I've just, I've, I've realized that it's easy to sit down and just start talking to someone. Mm-hmm. And then I thought to myself, there's probably a lot of people where that is not the case. Oh, like absolutely. those kind of things make them extremely nervous. And I thought, thank God I'm not one of those people in trying to do this career because so many times you have to just be familiar and comfortable with people. And that is, well, I, if you let I think it be. that's a common misconception about this kind of career mm. is that you can be kind of weird and like, no. you have to be very, very alternative. Like Andy Kaufman esque to like pull that off, become successful and not be sociable. Yeah. Yeah. Since yeah. I last industry. checked, he was the last person to, <laughs> to do that. Probably. There are a few yeah. other, yeah. you know, very, very alternative people. But outside well, of that, it's like the, the, uh, this is, I was going to say the old Hollywood adage that literally no one heard before. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that people say is you either have to be if you're not this is more about like being nice but it's like yeah if you're not nice and personable you either have to be so exceptionally good yeah. looking or so truly exceptionally talented yeah. that people still want to work with you because there's too many there's too many of you to not be nice mm-hmm. and even then it's like do you know the singer Jessie J she's mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. basically like she is literally the best singer in the world yeah Ugh. The best. We, I, Greta and I were watching this like thing last night where it was just like I couldn't believe how good of a singer she was. She was in this like best singer in the world competition in China. Have you seen this? No, but she's <laughs> insane. My she yeah. she sings all the diva songs like I will always love you. My heart will go on. Her performance of My Heart Will Go On is so heartbreakingly beautiful and powerful and technically perfect that you can't believe she's not literally queen of the world, but I heard she's not nice. Yeah. That's I it. Would believe that's she's it. not well, nice. She's an Aries, so maybe people she, think she's not nice. And she's yeah. gorgeous and an actress when she sings, and it's like, wow, you must not be nice because why else wouldn't you be everywhere? Well, and another, pow- another Aries power diva... VH1 diva basically Mm -hmm. hot and can sing so I can remove isn't it like the well it's like the dating thing right where it's like money 
handsome or like you know can fuck I don't yeah know. yeah like yeah some diagram- it's <laughs> like you cannot have all three pick two yeah you at have, the best you have to get two let me get I, a mix pick you two you gotta get two of the three <laughs> my boyfriend has them all he started listening to oh. episodes <laughs> and um <laughs> when you said that the first thing that came to my mind was ass cash or grass oh yeah like, yeah yeah ash cash or grass <laughs> can he get weed I don't know, yeah, I don't know why but nobody it was like, rides, rides for free yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will he pick you up from the airport? That's like not a thing that they say in dating either. But honestly, I don't know what my three would be. I'm trying ooh, to think like, what are my ooh. three? Like, you absolutely have to. I feel like you absolutely have to like have a sense of humor. Yeah, that's if if someone didn't have a sense of humor, I don't know how you could do it. Uh, my mom asked that recently with my my boyfriend. And I just went back, and she was like, "Do you guys just laugh?" And I was <laughs> like, "We do." And that's yeah. like sometimes you don't, and yeah. you're like, "Well, they got a dick." So people are always yeah. very surprised to hear that. Like I, uh, I feel like people are like, "Oh, he must be laughing all the time." Uh, both, I guess we all, all three of our yeah. boyfriends yeah. have. Oh, just our, life our, and our, chuckle like, comics essentially. Yeah, but that, but you when people ask you that, you find out how many people don't laugh yeah. all the time right or have fun or yeah. like you know you guys always joking around i'm like yeah that's what we do yeah, yeah what, <laughs> what literally else? I'm, I'm the fun. way that you yeah. know me is the way i am yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. well what else like what else do you t- i mean i was in a laugh list and i got eaten out every day so there's mm-hmm. like well there you i don't go. know i mean that's laughs, one of the three laughs licks, licks or <laughs> love, love. <laughs> <laughs> or is it literally real <laughs> You don't get them all. Yeah. Or sometimes you do. But I mainly say, you like, don't. The sex thing, yeah, it needs to at least be good. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, 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 Minimum like, good's a good goal. I don't know. I've never had it not good. Consistent, so, I think. Like is, with someone I've dated. Right. So yeah. it's like kind of hard for me to say what I could live without. Well, my my last well, boyfriend, we we didn't have a sex life, and it was it, that was kind of like what I mean. What can you do at that point? It's yeah. like what? Uh, well, it's I don't know. I think I could do it. Without no sex? sex? Really? I think I can do it. I can't. I don't, I'm a grumpy I don't know. bitch. <laughs> I, I, feel I don't like, think so. I think I could. <laughs> it's hard for me to oh, say. Oh, I for sure like, could not. Well, what's no sex? I have enough trauma that I can convince myself out of it every time. Well, you win. No. <laughs> I mean, it's not, that's not a winning, yeah, but no. it's like, <laughs> I, I feel like I could do it. Yeah. I don't want to by yeah. any means. Right. It's just not something. I mean, I feel like, well, the thing is, I mean, I... I did what was in a relationship for a while that was pretty sexless, not like intimacy less, but like sure. sexless a little bit. And it is something that I think consumes my mind in a way that it's probably just wasn't a good thing in the relationship. And not that I can actually do that. It's like yeah. for do next you, time I should be more open to do that. Do you feel like it affects you more in your own confidence or did during that time or was it really about the other person? It got me so in my head. I think that's, it was just a chemistry thing that got me in my head and then I felt weird about like that's the is, part is that I don't think I could take. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, I, I think, think that's it's, a huge that's yeah. like a huge part of it. I think yeah. is that just like you think I'm when you think I'm hot you want to fuck me. That's like that's how we've like you know equated mm-hmm. like looking sexy right so when it's like no like i mean even when there's like lower levels of sex it's like oh you still want to hang out with me but no i want the exercise and animalisticness of like well, you it's the primally only thing, wanting me yeah. it's the only thing that really distinguishes relationships from absolutely each other, yeah. is that's the thing that makes it a romantic relationship mm-hmm. and of course there's all these these other things too but Wait, i mean if can we're, you explain that a little bit more? i mean like you don't fuck your friends 
Oh, okay. So it's the thing. <laughs> I was like, like that's not how no, I distinguish yes. relationships. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's the thing where it's like that is the one thing that is is unique to that type of relationship okay. that isn't in other ones. Where it's like you can go if you maybe you don't laugh all the time, but you right. can have very you know enriching friendships. Where it's like that's not what you get. You know, stability and structure and support and. Mm-hmm. But we don't sex. laugh together. We but just that, don't. Yeah, yeah but yeah. it's like, but you still have, like, I think that it's uh, a necessary thing just to be, like, connected with someone. And then that's when, that's when you get in your, if you're not doing it, you, you're getting in your head. Yep. You're, like, uh, feeling, I'm not taken advantage of, but it's like a thing where it's like all of a sudden then those other things that you do for your partner yeah. become like you're giving too much of yourself because you are not being validated in this, again, like super intimate. Everything gets called into question. Yeah. When that is being like debated about yeah. or like that's it, it just changes the dynamic because it's what you're saying. That's yeah. why that's a huge element of why we've chosen to be around each other mm-hmm. this time. Well, I do believe that you can have it all in relationships. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. And I think that you um you have to build on the things that you do have to get the things that you want. I think you're so right. So mm-hmm. or at if least you try. don't have money, then work on your relationship together, work on your home life, see see where that gets you. If you don't have sex, work on your job, make sure everything's comfortable at home. Maybe mm-hmm. that helps. I don't know. You mm-hmm. know, whatever it is, I think you can have it all. Yeah. Because I want it all. <laughs> oh, nothing at all. A real bop. There's no- True. There's no left to fall when you reach the bottom. It's now or never. Wait, who sings that? I have O-Town. the song. Okay, O-Town. Okay, okay. That was my oh. go-to karaoke song in high school and all my friends I could tell were like, is Matt gay? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you had karaoke at your high we school? We like, okay, this is so Long Island and I can't <laughs> believe it, but there was a Taco Bell and in the backyard of the Taco Bell was a mini golf court, I mean, a mini golf course and on select nights, which were Sunday nights, there was karaoke and they set it up and we found it this one time and we had a magical night singing and I was like so very gay and yeah. 16 <laughs> <laughs> and I was belting out I remember all the songs I sang. I sang um La La by Ashley Simpson. Oh, fuck yeah. You that remember is a that banger. song? Seminal album. Seminal album autobiography, which I was I lost my really? virginity to the single of that. What is pieces, pieces of, of me? me. Yes, for sure. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent forever. One hundred percent. That is that is forever. That's for sure. <laughs> I feel like she also lost her virginity to that song. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember her show? Yes. yes. Oh my god, I was, I was a just, huge fan. Just gonna bring that up. There, uh, we've been plugging a lot of other podcasts on here. Uh, <laughs> New York Times podcast. They like joked about it. They, you know, it's just like the name implies they talk about pop music, but they had joked about having like, oh, a whole Ashley Simpson episode. But they did an entire episode about Ashley Simpson and they went through like all of the seasons of the show and episode. I like totally forgot about several arcs. Oh, yeah. Ryan Cabrera. The reason I even know what Echo Park is is because his song Echo Park. (laughs) What? I don't even uh, literally Los Angeles was not a real thing for me. And then songs about it are how I know. Like the name of like Echo, what Echo Park even is? Yeah, I mean that's as good a reason yeah. as any. But uh, <laughs> well, that oh, yeah, that's we segue. I was gonna be like, now I forgot why. I we was got gonna say, well, that should make sense. A lover of the arts, yes, the Pisces, okay. the Piscean fish boy. So, what mm. is your relationship with astrology? Are you how familiar are you? How so? You know? What do we? I got? like knowing 
what people want to tell me. Like I like my friend Mo <laughs> is like re- you guys would love to have her. Her name is Mo Frypastic. She's a comedian. And, I love and, Mo. Oh, I you know Mo? To get, yeah, we tried she, to hook up with her and in. She's really into this, and like she like read my she gave me my chart. Friend of the pod, shout out Mo. So she knows literally everything. I think she's the kind of person who could look at you and tell you what sign you are. She could just read your energy. Mm. Um, Wait, what's what's her sign? Pisces. Oh, okay. I'm water, water. She tells me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So so basically, um, she like being so passionate about it, and I so trust her that like I'm like maybe there's something really to this, and so every time I get told like something about what's going on with me um i'm always like very interested and i'll take it in as like not fact Mm -hmm. i'm a a skeptic but i always love entertaining and when it's positive i love it yeah and it can help me learn lessons in my life okay great i mean that's true well it should always be positive no one should be telling you like anything bad you know what someone said one time that that, like really got me yeah that our bodies are like more than 75% water. How could you possibly believe that the changing moon mm-hmm. and tides? Yeah, we talk like about I use this that all example the all oh, the yeah. time. And that really made me think. I was like, okay, I actually believe this and I'm a huge fan of it now. <laughs> like that one <laughs> thing like really Well, I think another one, me. I brought this up to someone recently who was like not being uh, super skeptical, but was just like, well, what do you mean? Because we were talking about, you know, your natal chart is where the planets were when you were born. That's like the representation. Right. So you have a sign for every planet, not necessarily a planet, every sign, uh-huh. but you have the planets were in the sky when you were born and they were somewhere. So here's the right. thing. But it's like, well, a bunch of stuff happens to people when they're babies that you don't remember, but that still influences all of these things because it's energetic. It's yeah. thi- like whatever it is so it's again it's like yeah why wouldn't the time of year and these other opposing forces have an influence on you right Mm -hmm. i saw um while we're in like shout out city i saw annabelle gatt new yorker astrologer post something today that i thought was like good for like the haters because we welcome haters with open arms usually haters take themselves really seriously uh but just she posted this quote uh, that astrology isn't something to believe in; it's something to enjoy, yeah. which I thought mm-hmm. was like a nice little reminder. Because I think when anyone gets really, and we've talked about this before, like, like when, like when we have people like, "Oh, it's Mercury retrograde. Should I like not leave my house?" It's like, what do you think? Like, mm-hmm. right, yes, yeah. go, 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 to do work. your life. Go, to, yes. go do your life. But maybe take caution. Maybe slow down. Maybe catch up with an old friend. Like, maybe let's. And do- those are all positive things. And so, literally, right. my ex started reading tarot after we broke oh. up, and I was like. Oh God, did I break this man? <laughs> like, I really was like, he's reading tarot and he's like Facebook living himself reading tarot. Okay. Whoa. I, I, let me take a breath here. I hope he's not going crazy. But what I love about it. And he actually like sometimes sat me down and was like, we're going to have a reading. And I was like, Oh my God, are you insane? And so then he would do a reading. And honestly, all it was was just like a moment to reflect on like a positive lesson or a virtue or something. Yeah. You can like think extra hard about that day. And as an exercise, it was only positive and it was not kooky. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's, I think the stigma is a very real. Yeah. Yes. It's tarot too. definitely, I think mostly for the most part is not about fortune telling. No. And I, I don't think that people know that. It's also, it's like, these are strategies to figure right. out your problems. I mean, I got a reading today. It was insane, but, <laughs> oh um, my God, I love you know, that. it's just like, sometimes you, I think the more professional someone is, it can be a bit more like, nope, this is what you're doing. This is how you do it. Yeah. But, 
But that's yeah. only once you're in a very like trusting relationship with someone or like not a tr- not super trusting, but it's like if you're going to someone because you know they're super good, you're going to get answers like that. You're not like a novice who's like, yeah. oh, I want to like oh, let's see what this is about. Yeah, no, you're, you're they're for service. Today I asked them like, I know that someone's going to ask me a question. I want you to tell me what the answer is. <gasps> and he's like, oh. okay, but here here's your answer. But I'm telling you that you have to say this answer and you have to give it like a lot of boundaries around it wow in order to accept it and i'm like all right Dang. that's cool and you feel like that checks out i mean we'll see i'll, I'll <laughs> let you know next year i guess Ooh, it's wow next year. wow I what mean, salad dressing will lisa be ordering we'll find out in 2019 I'm not, i don't know next year but you know that's a month from now so it's yeah i love it that's great well let's but, talk about you okay yes. um, do you know about other chart stuff first and foremost? I have a very basic understanding. Yeah. Copy. Okay. Well, you, you Mo's right. You are water, 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 water. It's Everywhere. crazy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, There's just so much. You also <laughs> have just like the, cr- like, I, I mean, I took so many notes because I was like, there's so many things in here that are really, that I was like, oh, what is that? Like, hmm, that's intrigued. I'm like, wow. I gotta read more about this. And you have so many just like, lucky placements and also things that it's just like uh i mean i think what we started off talking about about you know being sociable that people for sure want like you and want to help you and uh like you're a very likable popular person and i think that uh that's you're you're pisces rising and pisces sun and you have your cancer moon so i think you can't help but be kind of like warm and inviting and uh present mm. sensitive to people and the f- and sons in the first house which mm-hmm. is like a very we've talked about this before with like i think when you're sun and rising and then i think a first house where it's like all the same it's just like hi i'm me mm-hmm. so like that's always gonna put people at ease when you can really be like yourself be vulnerable be like there's no other mat right now so yeah. i mean there's a lot of mats but not there's no there's no you you mat do you know what i mean i actually do i i, I see it so well first of all I, I guess thank the stars and you guys for <laughs> saying all that that was all very nice um but like i have noticed that it's been really nice like with the podcast for people to enjoy me being myself. Yeah. That's been something that's like, wow, how do you really say thank you for that? Like, you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. people telling you that they like you as a person. Yeah. And so that's something that like is very, very cool. And so I think I've noticed about myself that I might have lucked out in that. I, it's easy for me to connect with people Yeah. and it's very, very funny because I wasn't always trying to succeed in, by being myself. I did sketch comedy. I did characters and I always was trying to be other people. And then all of a sudden when I started to do like a podcast and be more myself and be excited about the things I like, um, it seems like people responded. Well, that is what you're, I mean, career wise, at least that totally checks out your, your mid heaven is in Sagittarius and your mid heaven is is the cusp of your 10th house, which basically means that it's kind of like the, how society at large views you and it can also speak to um like what career direction you should go mm-hmm. and the Sagittarius midheaven is like truth teller right so it's also like it's also super opinionated mm-hmm. and um like 
individualistic to that person. So it's not, it's not about like, uh, and it's also like higher ideals too, where it's not like the, I don't know that, that checked out to me too. Cause it's just like, it's, it's spreading information, yeah. but it is also from a very, um, positive like, place. Yeah. Positive place. And an I like a, it's, um, a principled place. I use that word a lot for that where it's like, yeah. Oh, you have like an ethos and you stand by that. And that's what you put out into the world. Sometimes I feel like it, it's interesting that you say opinionated because sometimes I feel like with the, with a podcast that talks about like <laughs> crit, crit, critical of culture, yeah. sometimes I think I'm going to get myself in trouble. But something I've noticed about myself is I can't seem to help saying the things that I think. Like it's something I might like, I, and that's a little weird to say, like I'm nervous about it. I'm not nervous about it. It's just something I've noticed about myself is like You're when you feel a it? certain way, you express it. And you know that you can't act like that with everyone all the time. But, um, yeah, I do think about it sometimes. So you're saying like you ponder this and then you just blurt anyways? No, no, or is no. there like a mulling over that happens beforehand? Like I'll think to myself like, like, should I say I really didn't like this? Like, for example, mm-hmm. I really didn't like the movie Moana. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, and I was like, and I, and I was like, I know what's going to happen if I post on Facebook that I didn't like Moana. It's going to become a thing and it might get to a place where people might like have strong opinions right because that just seemed and but i did it anyway (laughs) (laughs) and i was like did i want and somebody my friend nicole silverberg commented on the thread and she said what did you think would happen when you post this (laughs) and she's so smart and always says the smartest thing and i was like she's always saying the smartest shit that she's thinking which makes me feel like maybe she has a similar situation in her (laughs) part but i literally turned to her and i was like uh, not to turn to her. I was literally was like, I looked at my screen and I was like, yeah, what did I think I was doing? I wanted this discussion to happen on Facebook. Like that's a gross instinct that I had that, and I just couldn't help it. So sometimes when I'm literally saying my thoughts on a podcast, you guys know, mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> that's an air in posterity. <laughs> yes. So I, you should try to be able to help it sometimes. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I think that those, some of those, and I, like, I don't even want to use this word, but I don't know what other word to use. But it's like some of those ugly parts of ourselves where we're like, I fucking hate this kid's movie. Yeah. It's just like, that is what makes you a, you. And yeah, that is what makes like, I mean, obviously, if you do it to like a gender stereotype or <laughs> right. like a race. Yeah, it's a problem. It's, but like, yeah, you if you. You have to have your own opinions and likes and dislikes. Yeah, I mean, you're yes. allowed to hate Moana, and you can also get the fuck out of here, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I liked several of the songs, but especially I, when they did that one song three times. I think this goes. <laughs> there you go. I think this little instigator though goes with that Midheaven because, in a way, the Sagittarius uh, is never afraid to say what they're thinking, and you can kind of study the behavior of others because of saying something that obviously saying you just like Moana isn't like saying the most evil thing on the planet, but it does make everybody, someone's going to, you're going to say something. You're going to get in a fight. You're going to say yes, (laughs) no, or why are you guys talking about that? And like, that's like, there's no other. Yeah. I think it's your, your Venus and Mars, your Aquarius, uh, Venus, which, uh, is a little rebellious. Totally. And, uh, kind of likes, Likes uh, 
getting in there, stirring things up, and then getting the fuck out. Honestly, you know? yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. And it's 11th, which is friends. Uh-huh. And stuff. So I think it's like... And technology. Yeah, and technology. You know, having yeah. having strong opinions, having, you know, being um, contrarian mm-hmm. and uh, kind of Starting like breaking, a debate. breaking Starting the a rules. Combo. And then that Capricorn Mars is just like kind of not a not a bummer but it's like very serious and determined and if wow. it's like a, if it's a thing that kind of goes against it it can be very sharp and very like uh dark and edgy kind of thing too so well, i think it's and that's also in your 11th so i think you can maybe relish sometimes in being like yeah like no it's like well, the Daria yeah. moment. Yeah. It's like having that, like, did you know that we actually killed, you know, Obama killed people with drone strikes too? Yeah. Wah, wah. And it's like, and, and it's like, like, what? Okay, cool, thanks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I wonder with all that stuff being so conjuncty there, like, even the Aquarius and Cap look like they're under 10 away from each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mars and Venus. I wonder if you struggle to find clarity when you're um, having those thoughts or opinions. Does it just come out of you or do you feel brain foggy sometimes? It's based on instinct and then all of a sudden I'm like, can I back my own instinct up? And that que- <laughs> the answer to that question is I always talk myself out of whatever is going on or like I'm able to justify things pretty well, but sometimes I have to justify them for sure. I think you can take a step backwards and think to yourself, I don't care if people get mad because mm. this is right. the internet yeah and <laughs> it's a movie for kids basically yeah i mean i i definitely don't i well, I, well here's the thing that movie was bad <laughs> and, it's like, I, and it was fucking boring in the whole first <laughs> hour middle an hour and a half because when she goes out into the water and sings that song and belts her note yeah i'm on board 100 percent. how could you lose me after that <laughs> how could you lose me after how far i'll go you had me there's a lot of just sailing in the ocean the i like, song I like moana i like moana too but there was a lot of just like all right can they Girl, get there yet standing at the edge of the water you get in the water it's like and then this is what happens Girl. it's clear that you've never lived in los angeles <laughs> the whole thing is a metaphor for the city it's fine really yes 100 it's 100 percent about the city uh, like, that's crazy I never, thought, I never even considered it's that. a metaphor i think it's a metaphor for the entertainment industry anyway let's get lynn well on this right it's now. not important but <laughs> i've never i've never seen she goes up to someone who's obviously sold their soul you know I it's mean, good songs great songs but the thing is the plot man well <laughs> i yeah i think also you just have uh and this i think comes from several things but your 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 son rising and mercury are all in the same sign so i think that you also kind of can't help saying what you feel mm. And what you mean, because it's it's you, it'll read on your face. People right. can probably tell if you're holding back or you're not being honest about something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also probably like that you're opinionated and have some of those contrarian things. Yeah. Um, and I think also that you have all of these lucky aspects with Jupiter. Like so many of your signs just are all water signs. So they interact. They kind of help each other, boost mm-hmm. each other out. So I, I would imagine that you're also pretty lucky at talking your way out of that with that yeah. mercury you have trine. a ton a ton of trines yeah a ton of what trines, trines. they're like the, the pretty ones the like when you see it you're like oh lucky 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 the triangles so it's like so the it's, i have been very lucky it's basically just sure. like the chart when you draw you know like all the 
all this line shit on your chart. It's basically where planets and how they uh, interact with wow, each yeah, other. Wow, yeah, it looks like a lot of other. my shit is like together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, you do there's have a, lot. a lot of conjunct, but there's also all these. So see all the triangles. Yeah. So you can see here your moon is trying your Mercury and then your and sun And there's some good sites. You can hover over Pluto. and it'll be like, ooh, this is bopping over here. And this is so trines is like is basically it's like your planets are fueling they each are, other for like the best possible. Yes. Outcomes, where it's like, these, which not everyone has. Yeah. That. The elements, the elements and the signs of these planets work well together. So they boost each other. So, you know, do you have Jupiter trying your sun? So it's like, oh, yeah, these uh, cancer as- like attributes right. that you have mm-hmm. are going to interact well. You don't feel like you're needing to stifle some part of your personality. You're not there's not. And you can speak to whether or not this is true. There's not a ton of conflict in like, I'm this person, but I'm also this person. Right. Like, I want to be kind, but that goes against my nature of wanting to also always be strong. Yeah. Like, there's not, there's some, there's a little bit of that in kind of, I think, what you're talking about in, in these moments of like disrupting things. Because mm-hmm. I think you have, you have a lot of water in your chart. So you want people to get along. You want people to feel good and you're compassionate and you're sensitive. Yeah. So I think that you maybe sometimes can be um surprised like you're like, oh I don't like that not like I don't like that part of me, but it's a little it's it's different than the rest of the energy. So but Totally. It's it's it is it's an interesting place. Yeah, it's it's an interesting place to to find myself in, but I literally that's all true. It's like I want all the. <laughs> I've been always. I've beyond attention seeking. I've been attention demanding since <laughs> I was very young, and like, um, it's sometimes I'm just like, wow, this is. I'm a when you when I found out I was a niche person, like when I found that I was. And I say niche because I've been told that so many times trying to pursue this. So when I found out We're that speaking I was, in creative, like yeah. uh, performance terms, not in like human being. Terms, right. Just so to clarify. Yeah. Everything. Right. So literally like wanting to be an entertainer or wanting to do like things of that nature and then finding out that you're someone who and you can't see yourself depicted in the kind of way you want to be embraced. That makes you say a little bit. Well, literally, fuck it. Because why would I try to be anything else? I am this, and that's outside of the box. So by embracing yourself, all the like gay comics that I love, when mm-hmm. they just really don't decide to not give a fuck, or anyone who just is like, I'm relentlessly myself on stage, and I'm embracing what's special about myself. Let's use like Bridget Everett as an example, like superstar. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's because they all saw like the fact that they didn't really fit in. And so it's like you, you and it's like you want to pursue your passion anyway. So you just decide, let's say, fuck it. And it's a decision you have to make to like, be like, I still like <laughs> demand time on a stage. Mm-hmm. And also yeah. I'm going to be specific. Well, I also have my sun rising and Mercury in the same sign, but I'm in Taurus. And I think that the way it manifests often for me, and you can speak to this as a Pisces, is that I care oftentimes more about authenticity than the product or than like I would rather see someone on stage eat dick and be themselves than someone who's making everyone laugh who's lying. Right. Absolutely. Mm. I, I, I think it's it's also a thing of being able to tell when that's happening for sure. So because you are probably, I would guess for most of your day to day authentic. 
unless you ha- literally have to I be. mean not really you know sometimes yeah. you're you're crying before you walk into the gas station and you suck it up for a minute to yeah, that's buy tr- something very but, true you know <laughs> for the most part we try to keep it you know it's very interesting you say that because there was a part of this year where I felt like I couldn't be totally myself on the podcast because of stuff that was going on in my personal life. And I w- came in there every day and I was like, I made all my success just being myself and they don't know this thing that's going on. And I, it was something I was very conscious of. Like, but it's like sometimes you do, you have to put yourself back a little bit. I think that's also a cancer moon thing because mm. I de- there are definitely times when I'm struggling with stuff and I can't talk about it because I don't want to... If someone else is like tales or, you know, like talk about what someone else did or yeah. so it's hard. And I think it makes you a little bit you're kind of trying to appease everyone mm. and not yourself. And that fourth house for your cancer moon. I mean, if you're protective of anywhere, it's probably like that, like messy home, home personal, maybe even maybe beyond booze, maybe even family when family's being like a little funky it's not mm-hmm. something you want to go out and be like oh my like my parents were like acting like such dicks it's like it's maybe like kind of embar- like you might feel more like pride or like i don't know like those feels i'm cancer rising so i yeah. i get and the cancer mars but yours is literally in the house of homes where your moon which is your yeah that wa- that real the queen of the water like in your heart so like yeah. that makes sense why that's maybe and that Pisces probably wants somewhere to pick a place to protect something because mm-hmm. you're so out there and open that there's always, I mean, you know, you can be 100% open, but it's hard. But you can be 99% open and have like this little something that yeah. feels like at the pearl, like in the little crab's yes. house. I, I think yeah. to seeing that your midheaven is your only fire in your chart. I also don't have fire in my chart. I wonder if you sometimes feel like you don't know how to start doing something other than things that are career career related yeah i yeah i only care about this and I, actually it's it it came up in my relationship i think that's okay for you yeah. like it is in your chart that that's the way you are but i also think that you can find a way to make those um like relational things or family things or home unfortunately like cleaning your room home stuff oh my god yeah um <laughs> you you can find a way to compartmentalize it because you have a lot of air and water and that's like a bubbly fun combination i think it doesn't always have to be a, a match that starts something does it make sense that i often let my room get very messy yes, yes absolutely for sure <laughs> <laughs> wow well, i mean all that pisces is like super yeah, super scattered. scattered. I wrote down. I wrote down. I bet you lose things a lot. Oh my god! Over the past few years, I've been losing so many things, and I wasn't always like that. But <laughs> literally, I can't even bring an umbrella out because I will lose but it. But you don't care about the umbrella yeah. that much. I really don't. I'll yeah. just get another so one. It's fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's. That's like, it's fine then. And someone else probably gets that umbrella. I can't have because I'll lose them. Even if they're really expensive. That's why I can't believe that people spend like $250 on a pair uh, of sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. Did you I'm spend right even here. more than that? Oh more, my God. Definitely more. If it's a good well, pair of sunglasses, people, so. I mean, I protect those. Oh my God. I, I would lose them. too, but sunglasses I'm I don't like care. very I play with about. fire I take my $300 <laughs> sunglasses in the swimming pool and I don't give a fuck oh my god I have to consciously all day remind myself that my keys are in my pocket what happens if you lose them it wouldn't be good that's why I'm it like wouldn't literally be, it wouldn't be the end of the world no either. but I think that would be really bad the things that are like phone wallet keys okay. that shit 
I cannot lose them. I don't know. Maybe, is that you're in my gonna, chart? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to be okay. No, I think yeah. That's, yeah, that's also just like practical, Human being stuff. You know? Yeah. Um, something that came up, and I think it's interesting because you've talked about, you know, doing characters, and then we've talked so much about, mm-hmm. you know, being yourself and, and finding success in that. That is a rub. Um, I... I read something that our friend Colin Bedell, uh, AKA queer cosmos wrote about, um, Pisces. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like, this is a sign of self definition. Um, because Pisces is the last sign in the Zodiac. It's all about kind of like getting rid of all you, you learned all of the lessons and things like that. So now how do we like transcend that? Um, so I think it's interesting that you, um, in, not, I don't know, I'm trying to figure out how to like word it, but, um, do you feel like the, that journey of kind of like what stages did you go through to like get rid of those? Were you ever feeling wow. like you had to be a certain way you had to, this is the thing that you have to do in order to be successful or, yes. be, appro- or be approved of? Actually. Yes. So I remember, well, I think this probably is the case with a lot of gay gay men, honestly, that want to do comedy. And I'd be interested to find, actually, all my friends are water. All my gay friends. Like, my best friend, Dave, that I do a show with called Game Show, like, he's a cancer. Bowen is my best friend, literally, in the world, and he's a Scorpio. My other best friend, Sudi, is a Scorpio. Mo is Pisces. Like, we we all went upstate together and we realized we were all water signs. And Mo was like, I've literally known we were all water signs. That's why we're here. <laughs> anyway. Drink up. Hell yeah. Anyway, like something that I found when I started to do comedy and like I think everyone is like when you're a gay man, you try to play the like, straight guys game so hard. And I'm sure you guys know. It's like I remember I auditioned for my sketch comedy group and I literally I was so terrified, this is 2009, that they would know that I was gay, that I didn't do my hair. I've never left the house without doing my hair <laughs> in my life. My hair is very important. <laughs> didn't do my hair and wore like a loose jacket, like a, like a windbreaker, and a t-shirt that was Heath Ledger as the Joker. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to go in there, and at least for the audition, I want them to think that I'm straight because I don't want them to see that I'm gay and not put me on their group because they don't want a gay guy. That was just mentality yeah. that I was having. Question. They yeah. were like, he's a school shooter. Yeah, <laughs> and literally, that was, yeah. that was not the re- Right. They were like, he's obviously, so we're more comfortable straight. with this. Yeah. <laughs> we need one. Did... Um, <laughs> <laughs> when did you how, when did you come out or, no, or I was when 19. did you, okay. so I had just over that summer come out but I was still kind of figuring out even at NYU how to like r- interact with everybody so with comedy I was just so conscious of the fact that like and I knew I've always known what's what I wanted to do and uh, be in performance and stuff like that you're just you're told so many times your niche literally industry has told me that like a lot of times and I'm like wow so it's just hard to metabolize that um but even when I got on the group and they were like, um, we don't care that you're gay at all. I was like, yeah, but how much do you not care? And even though, and like, I was very conscious of like not writing too much gay content because mm-hmm. would they want to do it on stage? What other male member of the group would want to do something with me? Not that I needed to do that or, or wanted to scam on them or anything like that. But that mentality is like very present. So yeah. you act 
act a lot even when you're trying to act. Is that oh. something that you dealt with in childhood or adolescence at all? Being closeted, you pretend to be someone else forever. I mean, like, it's crazy the amount of energy I spent in the first 19 years of my life trying to be something I was not. I like I in high school, like I, all I wanted to do was the musicals and the plays and stuff like that and like be in show choir. Didn't do any of it. I was like an athlete, fought to become prom king at my school. <laughs> it really was important to me. Hey. And like I, I literally but there were these little tiny things that peeked through. Like I did the morning announcements mm. and I was like that was the happiest because I was performing. Yeah. yeah. And like you know, when people would tell me I really liked you on the announcements today. You'd it was like, like yes. it was like I, you'd rather hear that than like someone to come into your well, clothes. Well, because you have your Chiron in Cancer in your fifth house, and Chiron is kind of just like the uh, a wound that you can't help but have. Like it's it might be inherent, like ancestral, but it's also kind of like the the deep wound that you have. But it's also the way that you tap into that to heal other people. It's like your pain that you mine for that. I think, yeah. And fifth house is all about play creativity self-expression um like having fun drama dramatic yeah being the star like being showcased so i think that it's uh, especially in the context of talking about you know being yourself and all of that i think that the, you're definitely right on track of being open and and yourself and unapologetically get who you are and gay and, yeah. and a representative because that's healing other people who are feeling the same way that you felt mm -hmm. and you can be that like beacon to them of like oh well that's cool like he's not trying to not be gay and he's super successful and mm. lo I would love listening to his thing and look at all the things that he's doing do you feel like you are a like example i like the things i like a lot and I tell everyone about it like and and sometimes I'm definitely an in, like my inner child is very present like I, I'm like a child at heart like I, we, we all went upstate and did LSD and that was one mm. of my lessons um, yeah. that I wrote down I was like I have to lean into the fact that I'm like a man child because <laughs> the, I'm like a Disney gay. Like I love Disney world. Like mm -hmm. the stuff I like uh, people make fun of me cause I'm basic, but I love the shit out of Kelly Clarkson. Like, I, I mean like I love, she like, has anthems. What she, can we do? I, mean, I, I just like love the things I love so much. And something I think about me and my friend group is everyone knows what my favorite shit is. Like I really like <laughs> the things I'm interested in. There's not too many of them, but I'm emphatic about them. And that's how I've always been. I've always gotten obsessed with the things I like. Like, I was, like, a one of those kids that got obsessed with Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> did you do Pokemon obsessed. Go? I did Pokemon. I did not do Pokemon Go. Um, Pokemon Cards, Pokemon The Show, mm -hmm. Pokemon Video Games, Pokemon Snap, all that. Love enterprise. Pokemon. But then when it became, like, commercialized and not just f for me as a child anymore, but for, like... It felt like the whole world, and it was always for the whole world. <laughs> um, but when it felt like it, out it like, outgrew me, I was like, I have to let it go. Question. Um, and if this is prying, well, let's I'm just sorry. go for it. I'm uh, open book, seriously. So, are you still close? Are you close with your family, or is like your friend group more well, like a family figure to you? Because it sounds like you have very, very close, wonderful friendships. I have amazing friendships, and they are my like chosen family. Mm -hmm. And I definitely have a family where I am. Mm -hmm. But I'm also close with my parents. Like I really am close with my parents. That I I go to see them on holidays. I probably see them about once a month. Like it's we talk a lot. My mom and I text every day. My dad and I talk like probably a couple times a week. Mm -hmm. Um, just because my mom's more of a texter. Uh huh. Uh, no reason. What's her sign? <laughs> her sign. She is January thirty first. She is Aquarius. Aquarius. Yeah. It's Te really texter. weird. 
texter. Yeah, texter. Mm-hmm. Well, that's funny. Yeah, she's <laughs> totally a texter. My mom and her little sister were born three years apart on the same day. Her and sister? Her younger sister. They were both, both born January 31st, and their brother has the same birthday as me, March 5th. Isn't that weird? Hmm. No, dude. You're patterns <laughs> exist. Yeah, y'all. but like it's just very <laughs> strange. Parents yeah. needed to learn the lessons. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, but you have a bunch of Aquarius. I mean, you have a lot of eleventh house, and your North Node is in Aquarius. So, like, that's mm-hmm. in. It's all there's a mama connection. But that's all. Yeah, that's and that's friendship, and that's also like beaming out to the world for the what's what's good for the group, not necessarily the individual. It's like, how can I? I love my mother. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even that, like, like I have a lot of 11th house and, like, a very, like, friends are very important. But even your Venus-Mars combo with that 11th house, too, I mean, I think that probably softens that cap. Mars, like we were saying earlier, that can be that kind of, like, prodding, like, mm. ain't afraid of the bullshit. Like, I've done my work, so I'm not afraid to tell you I watch Moana and it's... Like, is that, per- is that Honestly, person? Honestly, yes, because I have a degree in screenwriting and I know actual <laughs> structure and that was poor, pit poor. It's great that you have these 11th houses because it's just going to make everything have that, like, come on. Like, you yeah. know, like, it's not... It's never going to have that, like... <laughs> Like that real bite. It's gonna be no, a it, playful. It's in good fun. Like even it's playful. Like the the segment that we came up with called "I Don't Think So, Honey." It's mm-hmm. like negative on culture, but it's cathartic. Yes, first and mm-hmm. foremost. And it's like we all know this is true, and we believe it hard. Well, and it's I, I think it's okay to be opinionated about yeah. stuff. I don't think it's okay to be opinionated about people right. like that sort of thing i mean you can have opinions on pop culture figures and that sort of thing but yeah. you know kind of what Lisa was saying at the beginning yeah. where it's like if they are stereotypes about races and yeah, genders we don't and go there. sexual orientations then yeah definitely not but you can have i listened to one of your episodes today where the one with greta where she was like pashminas, pashminas. I'm like, i don't mind yeah you could have a strong opinion about a scarf and i won't be offended <laughs> yes. like that's fantastic that's pretty much this spirit of it well i do think with these aquarius placements there is a part of you that doesn't want to do anything that is going to affect the greater good and whatever that means to you. So you probably have a pretty strong moral compass. You probably care quite a bit about the underdog. Mm. Um, It's probably important to you that your work makes an impact. Yeah, it is. I mean, I always said like, I, I sat down and thought to myself a couple of times, like over the past like 10 years, like why actually am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I, I literally think it's because I want people to have fun. I, I think it's, I want people to have good times. Like at, at the core of why I'm doing it, like in the stuff that I've done is like, it's very like, let's create a space for this positive feeling. Um, I used to say before I was like intelligent about that, I think I used to say I wanted to quote unquote influence, but I think what I meant when I said that was like, I want people to experience uh, a positive thing. Okay. So I have a similar outlook about comedy and Mm -hmm. I wonder if you relate to this, but this is like a super Pisces martyr thought. So if it makes you sad, I'm sorry. Um, do you feel like you have to create comedy because there is not enough happiness in the world? Yeah. Okay. And I also think that a lot of the shit we laugh at is not um, the right. real comedy. Yeah. I think it's like stuff that was put in front of us and because we've been consumers for so long, we accept what's in front of us. And I just think a lot of stuff that I had to laugh at or was like, people like this, like growing up, I was like, I knew it wasn't really funny. Mm-hmm. Like, 
hearing like someone's voice like is different than should we be hearing it <laughs> like, yeah. I, like, yeah. all the shit I used to watch at Comedy Central in the in the beginning like all the stand up specials like when I was a kid growing up I was like, this can't be right. Like Eminem, I was like, I knew it. I was like, this can't be right. <laughs> I was like, this, I know this isn't actually good, and I know it's bad for women. For women, mm-hmm. and I know it's bad for gays, and I know, and this is the most popular musical artist probably of our young lives. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I knew listening to it, I was like, because someone hears this, they're gonna at least think about hitting their girlfriend. I was like, I know it's it's glamorizing this. I know that when he says the word faggot, that I'm going to hear it used against me. It's like, so knowing that all this shit was so popular, he was number one. It does make you say like, we have to like try to be some sort of combating thing because this is not actually good. Wait till you see what's actually good. Because yeah. I used to listen to Margaret Cho. She's a fucking badass. She's actually she funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's an icon and a legend. And I actually got to meet her. And like, it, it was the most shook I've ever been meeting a celebrity. Because <laughs> I was like, you really are, you were like a queer voice out there relentlessly mm-hmm. doing it. When everything that was popular was not that. Mm-hmm. Like we used to l- literally laugh at Dane Cook saying the words BK Lounge. Yes. I mean, we just we talked just about this. We're talking about this. <laughs> Do you have a BK lounge that you think of in your mind? Yes. When you literally <laughs> the one in Bayshore on Long Island Mine is my BK is lounge. Sunset and La Brea here in Hollywood. Wow. Um, but yeah, well, I I feel like Dan Cook is such a good example where it's like, oh yeah, it's like fun to say things in a funny way, but then you get more exposed to other things and then you're like oh yeah that actually wasn't like oh wow i was tricked by like mm-hmm. someone saying that which not to say also, it's not funny he was charming com- he's a good yeah. performer he was, he was also yeah comedy was something so different and he brought it t- to more people you know what yes which is nice he's um, also the loudest tallest straightest and man. he was also like, he not was, for nothing but he also was hot when he was younger yeah, oh, yeah. No, sure. yeah. for sure so i mean it, it all makes sense as to why he's, he's there he was yeah but then it's just but luckily you, eminem yeah. ugly as fuck now. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> came back I, there was just a rerun of him on snl and i was literally like i i out loud my i was home for thanksgiving and out loud to the television i was like he was literally a song about how he's not on top of the rap game right now. And I was like, why the fuck <laughs> should I care that you, a rich, middle-aged white dude who has all the money in the world, literally, and all the respect in the world for some reason, why should I care that you are literally <laughs> not number one on the chart? Also, he's an addict and a nightmare. And, like, a, and, a, and he's a domestic glamorized, abuser. Glamorized <laughs> domestic abuse and homophobia and misogyny. I cannot say it loud enough. We cannot forgive someone like that. It's like, it's like, it's sort of the same thing with fucking Bill Clinton. It's mm, like, I'm sorry, oh but God. looking back, you cannot forgive that behavior. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, it, and it's like, we have to be out here saying it because when it comes up again, which it somehow will, of course, like, mm. about going forward, it's like, no, we do denounce it. Like, that is not the way. And we were brainwashed into accepting it. Well, and it's, I think that to your point, it's also a good reminder of like, oh, yeah, actually, like it. Okay, it does matter if I listen to that song now because in some way I am signing off on this or whatever. So it's like, yeah, there's, but also there's like so many fucking songs out there. It's that way. It's like, okay, so once you like the. Today was on my way to uh, something else. Why am I doing that? (laughs) I I was in the car and (laughs) I uh, 
I was feeling sad and I was like, I'd like to listen to something from like my teenage years. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Eminem was nowhere near like the vibe <laughs> at all. <laughs> that did not come to mind. No, like, yeah. I've never like craved it. Like, because oh, it was really, oh, I gotta hear this. It was them giving it to us. It was like the capital T them. I remember I it was literally, the capital T R L. Yes, it was. It was. You know the movie Josie and the Pussycats? Yes, that movie is so ahead of its time. Oh, it's for sure, crazy. criminally underrated. Criminally underrated. So many Truly, everyone banger have performances. Not listened, like, oh, the soundtrack also is. Oh my god, phenomenal. So um, but that thing that is so true of like. The things, the reason, like, I remember there was only really like 13 to 16 songs in rotation on the radio. And Paola is a fucking thing. Every celebrity, someone else decided they were a celebrity for us, mm-hmm. especially in pop music, which literally goes in your ears to your brain. So it's like, you know, I, I trust nothing now anymore. I, I truly, like you were saying, it's like, it has to be actually good. And I can tell now because when you are fucking pushed to the side of society in any way, you see it more clearly. And you're like... That's crazy. And Eminem is cleaning out my closet came on in the supermarket the other day and I was angry. I was like, why are we doing this? He says the word faggot in this song out loud. Why isn't it not? And I hate censorship, whatever, but like not even why is it blurred out? Why is it playing? But this, it's just a bad, like it's bad song. It's just bad song. And he's window pane. Ugh. Worst lyric. I mean, probably the worst one of all time is it's Stan. The, it's oh, the, Stan's uh, an awful song. Stan is horrible because <laughs> it's one of the worst songs I've ever heard. Literally, the message is people like me so much that they killed themselves, and I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. And also, this, and also, they kill their wives and hurt their wives. And like, is it my fault? Maybe talk about it. It's like you are maybe the most you egotistical, narcissistic. Maybe you shouldn't like me that much, huh, Stan? Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, the whole time he's making money. Yeah, the whole time. He's making money. And Disgusting. just like throw in Dido and Devin Sawa under the bus. Like they just like get them out and away I'll from tell this you, project. The one song of his I ever liked, and I do like the song, is Now this looks like a jump for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was Love the Way You Lie. Oh, and I think Rihanna. I liked it more because of Rihanna. Rihanna. I was like, I want to try to respect this. But I also think she was in a strange place at the time when she agreed to be on it no. and would never do it now. Well, I think we are in a very difficult time but also a really cool time where people feel like they are becoming more and more entitled to say like oh hey to have like morality in their professional work as performers where I think before it's like yeah you weren't allowed to have an opinion like that because you're not gonna work but now it's kind of like oh if you work it's flipped in such a way that it's like oh if you work with someone problematic like you're canceled yeah so you you almost have which you know maybe is swinging but I, I don't think. Well, I don't unless know. Unless you're Gaga, do what you want with my body, R. Kelly. That was poor timing. It was and hor- just a I poor can't collab. believe her decision. That was I a think poor collab. Also, there is the other side of that where it's like, I love that Ben and Jerry's has a resist ice cream, but I don't think that every corporation yes. deserves an identity like that. And I think that's where we got into trouble with the Hobby Lobby thing. And like, uh. so I think it, it, it becomes like conflated and convoluted in this way. That's like, well, I don't know, like can cor- do corporations vote kind of because we allow them to. They absolutely c- contribute. Yeah. They have better than money. our vote. Right. So but then it's 
How do you know where to spend your money unless it's on a fucking it label on an ice cream thing? And how do you know that they really don't give their money yeah. to straight to Donald Trump? Well, like, that's all of it's so fucked up. Once your eyes are open to it, you can't close them. I mean, like crazy. Like the way you hear like D- like Disney treats its employees, even as someone who enjoys it, I'm like, oh, like it's like very cool. <laughs> they call system. themselves ca- they call them cast members though. They don't call them employees. So I, I mean, there's cast that members. cast <laughs> with an e. Think about it that. It is a cast system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, for no. real. Oh, that is the, something the, like people who sweep can't oh. talk to the princesses and the whole thing. It's, oh, it's they're true. Not it's, paid well. Yeah, it's they're mm. not paid well, and that's. I used to be a big Disney fan. I've had I had used to have an annual pass for like years and years and years, and um, I moved from. I just wasn't yeah. going as often, so I stopped getting it. And then when I like looked at how much it is it's now, so crazy. I have coworkers who have it that are like on. It's like financed it for like yeah. a whole family, oh, yeah. and once you figure out, oh my god. They're making so much fucking money and they're not paying anybody. And now these people, because it's a status symbol, are are working their asses off to be able to go enjoy this thing, which I'm granted is it. super fun and enjoyable. Yeah. But then once you're there, like the well, most recent time I went, it was with someone who worked there. So I didn't have to pay for my ticket, which is like, yeah, great. But then you're still just like. It's <sighs> literally when you like, think about it, it's a place where people just go to fill themselves. You know what I mean? They fill themselves with food and they fill themselves with joy. And it's like perfect. I understand completely why theme parks have blown up in a kind of um, instant gratification society because you go there, you just go out, walk around and get different sensations. It's a little park where you can get Im- different positive emotions <laughs> for money. It's fucking drugs. And it's, 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 it's like it's festival ravers too. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same thing with, ra- I mean, I used to, you know, Ex raver culture over here. Mm-hmm. Also, wow. still never been to Disneyland. I will gladly go get filled. We're gonna go. We're gonna go. I want that to be so clear. I can make a Literally. clear assessment <laughs> and just see how badly they're really yeah. being treated. But <laughs> but it's the they're same. They're happy, so you never know. Yeah. <laughs> But it's the same thing with like festival raver culture. Yep. Like back when I was like a little like Molly acid every day raver baby, there was like the one to three and like the big one was Bonnaroo and you drive out. Now it's like I get like ad alerts for a festival. Like there's probably one right now. Yeah. Do you guys want to go? But it's Honestly. just, but it's just like constant 24 seven of this. But then again, I guess it goes with like the image you're projecting of like Disneyland life, raver culture life. Like if you get, if you don't get the picture, did you ever really go? Right. See, Pisces got me headed in this deep. <laughs> well, yeah, we're breaking it all down. Baby. I do think it is the authenticity issue still because it's the same. I think we talked about this. It might have been on the drunk episode that got erased, but <laughs> about how like if you create art every day and share it every day, then it's not really art. It's just kind of garbage because <laughs> no one thought about it or cared about it. Yeah. You, all you not, cared about was putting it up. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like it's the same way with like festivals or Disney or anything that's like kind of gone to that place. It's like, oh, well, this isn't authentic. This is just shoveled down my throat. And I think that w- the part where Disney becomes harder is like at one point it was. Well, and that's so how it was the, sold to the us. The nostalgia of that is what keeps you coming back because at one point it was genuine and authentic and you did love that character or you did love that show or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's now it's tough. hard to it, see. Yeah. I mean, I think figuring out that's what the place that we're in now is like, how do we reconcile uh, finding out that all of the things that we loved were like actually terrible, but also not like 
being like, oh, fuck that. I'm not 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 no, disregarding yeah. that it happened or that it did mean something to you at the time. But now you're looking back. Now you now you are wiser. So how do we move well, from I think that? This is so funny because Sudi and I, my friend also talked about this when we were on LSD. Like we were like holding hands, looking at the sky and looked like a true dome. And I'm like, wow, we're like literally a little little like mice. <laughs> and then I was like, how do you handle the fact that nothing matters? And she's like, well, the thing is, we live in a world where there are rules and like you play by those rules and you know it's a simulation or whatever and maybe I'm getting too crazy right now but here's but basically like when you realize that that's true and nothing's real like how do you actually continue to live and Sudi was like I think I'm just gonna I just try to like be as fulfilled and positive and happy as possible and I'm like yeah you have to just be happy have and fun. you have to have fun and give that to other people and I think this is like something I realized out loud about myself when I was on LSD is it's just like truly like there's only a finite number of days we're all going to be here like we should try to be as good to each other and like have as many positive experiences as possible and that's why I think probably makes sense that I am like a theme park person who wants to go there and experience that again and again and again and I don't mind Mm -hmm. paying for it like sometimes like it's crazy that I'm in Los Angeles right now and I'm not going to Universal Studios Hollywood. <laughs> like, it's weird. Why are you not going? Yeah. Because I don't have time. Okay. And literally, okay. well, that's almost back, not I'll even a thing. Yeah. Honestly, it's not I almost... It. It's my favorite. I have, Where's your, we have, what's your favorite part? My favorite is, part? I'm going to no, be honest with you. your favorite part? Your favorite bar? In Universal. <laughs> this is how you know if you really love Universal. Okay, so Universal... One is Universal Studios Hollywood. I'd probably say the one that's across from... Um, the Walking Dead thing, the walkthrough. Oh, the little yeah. Irish pub. I like that. Okay, good drinks there. Yeah, yeah. Certain ones make bad. And drinks. get this, I've only been there once, but I remember that. Like Universal Studios Orlando is my sh- is my ship. But what I mean is like, i the fact that I'm in a city with like a major theme park and I'm not going is weird. And the last time I was in LA, I was auditioning for something and I had like half a day and I almost paid over a hundred dollars for a single day pass to Universal <laughs> Studios Hollywood. <laughs> and I was like, I had four hours and i was like well i'll get to do transformers you know what i mean i was like i can get and four the, the hours. money maybe until I my can, flight had to like i leave. can tell you hey life's see the park and life's fast. fucking hard you know treat give yourself the i the give treat, I, and I, I i honestly i had money and i had money at the moment and so i was like i feel okay doing this <laughs> but now it's like no but you know at the time i was like i could pull it off so I, I almost did. I had two questions. Uh, one for theme parks is part of it. Like, are you like a screamer? Like, are you going on rides and like having like a, if like, I'm with people? Yes. Okay. So is this like, I'm wondering if there's other things like besides performing in theme parks, is there other like activities or outlets where you get like, you're like pushed to the limit that yeah. like primal, like, <sighs> like just like that like i'm gonna go be a maniac here because this is where maniacs get to be able to be maniacs mm-hmm. you know like it's like people that like again with raving or or gambling or going to the club or like boxing or like something where you can be just that like uh, i don't person. know what it is like because mm-hmm. honestly i'm not like this risk taker in my life like uh, i'm not like i don't know i'm not like promiscuous i'm not super i don't like hook up with a ton of people maybe mm-hmm. that's just, just lately but the thing is like i'm not i have my friends that i have that yeah. i'm really close to i don't like get super close to strangers you know what i mean i'm mm-hmm. not like a big risk taker but in these fixed little systems yeah like i like to play. let myself go yeah you know? my second question which only because i just saw this yesterday and it's 
only, you know, seven months after it came out was, did you see Annihilation? I didn't see Annihilation because I get scared of movies like that, that, that I'm just going to get too scared. Okay. It's like a horror movie and I'm like not into them. It is intense. It's more of a, th- nah, it's like, a, it's sci-fi. So it's yeah. not, it's not like a horror movie, but if you like 2001 Space Odyssey Aliens, I'm not. I heard Annihilation amazing. But this just goes with like a lot of things we talked about, about different themes of life. I mean, it's basically the movie is psychedelia. And I thought it was interesting just talking about maybe making the art that you want to make because there's so many M&Ms yeah. and in a sea of M&Ms, you have to insert like gay voices, queer voices, people of color. Like we need like that. You just need to make more. And yeah. I like that this movie was all women. It was Do like, you know- I was like, I've never, I watched it and was like, I've never seen this besides I guess the Ghostbusters reboot. And my, like that was it. One of my favorite movies of the past three years. And I think it might be the most Pisces movies ever is Arrival. <laughs> I oh, that. I loved Arrival. I love that movie. Arrival is truly okay, amazing. Don't spoil, I will see it, you must see it. It's not about what you think it's about. It All is right. also the most Pisces movie ever. The most Pisces <laughs> movie ever. It's also like uh, I studied communication in college, and it's also like so very important. accurate. Yes. All of the stuff that they, it's like all very, very true. I was like, people weren't talking about this enough, but that was the movie of that year for it me because for me because too. I thought it's about communication, and it's it literally, literally the plot of the movie is alien spaceships land around the globe in different nations, and each nation is kind of responding to the aliens in a different way, and. Ooh, because we like because we are bad at communicating on Earth. When we think aliens equal evil, right? And yes. Other other equals evil. And we, like everyone's going about it different. Things. And so basically, like we're trying to communicate with the aliens. And the, uh, there's also themes of not being able to communicate with each other. The whole movie is about communication. And in a political climate like we're in right now, it was such an important. Mm-hmm. movie and amy adams is also oh, fucking fantastic go get your oscar girl one day oh i saw the movie vice that she's coming out in the dick cheney movie Ooh. she plays lynn cheney she's very good she, <laughs> she could maybe win an oscar okay well, we'll, see. we'll see well do you have any questions Wait, for don't us? we have one final because I do. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. One final. I literally well, I have, the, I have okay. questions and I'm so excited to hear whatever. <laughs> okay, I have the game. I have the game. Okay, you do I have do, it? Yes. I do too. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So before before we <laughs> have any questions, we're going to play a game. I love it. Fuck, Mary kill. Okay. I love it. Um. Okay. I have two. We'll see if we have I'm going to be same. brutally honest. Okay. They're <laughs> um. They're interesting. Uh. These are people with your same son. Oh, yeah. Moon. Sorry. These yeah. are Pisces oh, sons. I love it. Cancer yes. moons. Okay. Kurt Cobain. Okay. Aziz Ansari mm-hmm. um, and Pete Peter Sarsgaard, the older one. Do we know who this is? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. It's Peter Sarsgaard. I know him from Garden State. Yeah, sadly. that's like, I was so just it's like say my Garden main. Garden no, I know. Wait, who are the other two? Sorry. Aziz, Aziz, Aziz Ansari, Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. Okay, I fuck Kurt Cobain. I kill Aziz, and I marry Peter Sarsgaard. Okay, yeah, I think agreed. that's probably the right answer. Because like, you know who you know who Peter Sarsgaard's wife is, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I think she's cool, and it's a cool life. Yeah, he seems cool. And I would totally fuck Kurt Cobain. Yeah. I mean, you have to fuck Kurt Cobain. And I'm also, absolutely killing Aziz. We already read about how Aziz fucks, and I'm not fucking yeah, Aziz. Yeah, no thanks. We, I, I, that didn't sound like it was for me, but yeah. Kurt Cobain, I think it would get intense. Oh, it would be like... It would be cool. Soul, yeah. soul melting. Okay, I have one. All right. Okay, yeah. I am going to throw a woman in this one, but only because I think I know, it's yeah. a good one. All right, great. Um, <laughs> Bow Wow, yes. Bow wow. Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell, and Liza Minnelli. Okay. Wow. 
I would kill Liza because I think she's <laughs> insane. I actually think she's in a state where she might be ready. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree okay, with that. Okay. Fair. I would fuck. I would fuck Bow Wow. That would be mm. good. And I would marry Kurt Russell. Oh, okay. these are. I mean. That's the right. Those are the right. Yeah, yeah. I well, think so. Kurt I mean, Russell, I bet he would sit by with you by the fire. This is the only caveat there. I don't think Kurt Russell would marry you because they are not married. I don't uh, think. Uh, and, and, uh, they're if, not. If, 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 if it's if it's fuck if it's fuck kill have a relationship like the one Goldie yes, Hawn has with him, a, I'll do that. Have a serious partner. <laughs> yeah. Partnership. That's what I'll do. All right. Oh my god, I I love this game. I love it. Do you have one more? No, or those no? were. All we right. have the exact same. Well, everyone. Then there's like violinists from the 20th yeah, century. Yeah. There was perfect. Oh, oh right. Osama well, bin Laden has yours. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Okay. Did I tell you that my great grandma was like severely attracted to him? Where it was like, <laughs> we had to tell her to stop saying it in public. He used to, the sight of him he used to terrify me. He he looked like a monster to me as a kid. Like, I, I remember like, I, I was so brainwashed by like, when he became the face of 9-11, I was so scared of him that I mm-hmm. would think of him in my room at night, like coming out. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. Like like scaring me, like He's trying to get me. Spooky man on He was, like, and I never, I would never was like a monsters under my bed or in my closet, kid. Like I really just didn't. Osama. But one one time, I thought about Osama being in my bedroom, and I was like, oh my God, I'm absolutely horrified, and didn't sleep that night. Is it possible that you saw some of yourself in him? Whoa. Uh, oh my God. Osama bin Laden. I mean, he was. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you I guess he know. had I charisma. Mean, yeah, a charismatic <laughs> like, leader. Uh, that's that the can thing is, it's love like, technology. Well, you let him in clearly. Whoa. I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick. No, about no. It. I mean, it's listen, a, it's yes. a fucking question. Yeah. No, this is very. This is. It's, I mean, it's my great grandma said, like, I can tell if he just trimmed up that beard a bit. He's a really attractive man. She wow, said that's insane. Over and over. Wow. And we're like, yeah. Do you have any questions for us? Yeah, I would like to know about my love life. What's okay. my deal? Right. Okay. Knew you were going to go there. What's my deal? Because like I used to be different than I am right now. I used to be confident I, with dating. I like right now. Like I'm not having a lot of sex right now. Like I'm kind of just like very withdrawn, and it's not me. And I'm wondering what's up. Well, hmm. you are in your Saturn return right yeah, now. I'm fully in my Saturn return. Um, and your Saturn is in Capricorn, so I think that that is definitely a private um with sometimes withholding um kind of serious deter- but also committed and and hardworking and dedicated and all of those things too but um i think that sometimes that can be like maybe do you feel at all like you have to get something in order first or like if are you feeling yeah. at all like that's like oh i can't focus on that right now it, is I'll it, tell you what it is. It's like sometimes I psych myself out because I feel like I physically can't stack up to the guys that I'm attracted to. Like I'm very hard on myself in that regard. And also I'm like, well, I'd rather be like a fully firm, formed, impressive person. And mm-hmm. it's weird because I, I often do think like I'm doing well, but I still when it comes to dating, it's like I'm embarrassed about some some stuff about myself. And I just like it's it's made me self-conscious. And only at, since my Saturn return has begun like have i felt this way when i was all throughout my 20s i was so like confident i was excited about myself in those regards now it's just different and it's the sad well, returns i also think that your venus and aquarius can aquarius is a fixed sign even though it's more unconventional and wacky weirder um i think that you may want something a certain way and you don't know exactly how to define that yet whether yes. it's like I want a person who's really warm or someone who protects me or 
I will, I want someone who takes me out all the time, whatever, whatever that it is that you want. I think you have to figure out a way to define it for yourself. That is a hundred percent dead on. Do you feel like you maybe have, um, not, not a bad influence, but, uh, like does your friends opinions, um, dictate any of this either? I will do and not do things based on how my friends feel about it. And it's like sometimes things I want to do are ways that I want to be, but like I'm very conscious of A, their feelings and B, their opinions. And sometimes like I'll, I'll not go with my instinct because my best friend will have another one or, you know, I think of them a lot. And this I, is what my reader told me today. He's like, up yeah. here is all nonsense. Anything you're thinking is wrong. Like go with your gut. Yeah. I mean, because you can think your way into or out of anything, right? And every Especially time if you're I've smart. went with my gut, it's always been a benefit to me. Well, and anytime I mean, I've let myself water, get foggy, yeah. yeah. All that water, you, I mean, do you, do you think you're psychic at all? Do you ever have psychic okay, things? Okay, I'm just going to say this because we're here. <laughs> I don't feel that I'm psychic. I do feel that I manifest things all sure. the time. Ooh, okay. If I think hard about something, I'm not kidding you. Well, it happens. And sometimes I know when things are not going to when I, I just can't see it in my future, even if it's like a goal or something, and I've been lucky to get most of my goals, there's been one big one that I didn't get. And the, while it was happening the whole time, I was kind of like, there was a voice in my head being like, you don't really want this. It's um, really weird. I've, okay, so this is what you need to do. You need it. You have to be so specific about what you want, though. Mm -hmm. And it, you don't have to write it down. You can if you want to. You can make a list. It can be a long list. It can be a short list. If you just want someone to hang out with for a month, you, yeah. it can be that. It can be, so I want a three-month relationship with someone who dicks me down super good and yeah. isn't always in my face. That's yeah. also fine. But you need to be super specific about it because if it's that and then the person treats you like shit, you're going to be so mad at yourself that you didn't say, and yeah. I want him to not treat me like shit. And that's why when you said that you have to define for yourself what you want, that really resonated with me because something I'm realizing right now in my Saturn returns is I actually don't have as many answers for myself as I thought about my goals and what I want. Today, literally I was talking to like the girls, Blair and Greta that I was with before, like, about whether I'd want children. And I was like, I've literally never thought about it. That's something that I wouldn't even know how to answer. There's so many questions I haven't answered myself. And in this Saturn return that I'm in, I'm realizing that like stuff that I've wanted, stuff that I didn't want, it's all kind of happened. And now I'm, you know, I'm going to be 30 in a couple of years. And it's like, you have to really kind of redefine like what you want your life to be. Like, this is like a very much a change moment. And so when you said that thing about defining or needing to still define what's important to me and what I want. That well, really is very true. That, that return. Yeah. You create boundaries for yourself too. And it's like, you know, sometimes you, you want someone that's not fucking around the house all the time or, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what yes. you want. And it's, and it's Capricorn. I mean, I think maybe for you, I mean, someone that maybe can like set those rules and be like a, um, maybe a more disciplined, Capricorny figure. My ex was a Capricorn. You know, there's My? more. There's more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's more. But I think your. I mean, your seventh house is Virgo. It That's, does want that. I, like I think once rule. Virgo. It kind of wants rules because I think Virgo also um, will because it's your polarity mm -hmm. will kind of you guys want the same things, but it's going to teach you these other things, especially if you're surrounded by so much water. 
already mm-hmm. in your friendships mm-hmm. that it can be maybe a little bit of a confirmation bias a lot of times or just like an echo chamber of like the same which is great because mm-hmm. it it fosters you to feel comfortable and you know you you get each other in closeness and all yeah. that but i think having having someone who um can kind of like have the same ideals but has a different way of doing it can kind of open you up and challenge you in ways that will help you get clear about what you want I think I'm definitely, it's so funny, but now I'm literally going to look for her. <laughs> I'm like literally like, cause I don't know. It's crazy. Like everything that you guys are saying is like, that's pretty dead on, but I feel positive about my chart. I feel very good about everything. Oh, I mean, yeah, you should. Was I mean, there any dark it. shit? Um, well, Pisces have, goes dark. Yeah. Pisces, yeah. Pisces dark. go dark. They're, just, They're dual. You know, I mean, that's yeah. why you even said about like talking about the past and being able to play different roles and be different people is because Pisces are like, which fish do you want me to be today? I'm too. Mm. And you also have some stuff in Scorpio in the eighth house, which is, you know, interest. I think you probably, you don't have a ton of like quote unquote darkness in your chart, but I also think that you maybe are a little bit fascinated by it and certainly not scared of darkness, which fits with your chart. Yeah. And I, maybe, uh, yeah. you know, you know that if you let yourself go real deep, you could <laughs> yeah. get dark. It could get dark. But again, because of everything else we've <laughs> talked about that, it's like, that's not what's best for, for you or humanity either. So, you know, but, yeah. but also you can't be, I don't think you can be a helpful um, <laughs> expansive person if you aren't aware that there is darkness. You can't be light either. Yeah. You can't be comedy mm-hmm. without, you know, yeah, we, exactly. know, we know that. That's already, you know. Yeah, yeah. You can't, that you can't help but be. It's duality. Yeah, you have to be multidimensional. It's not just one, but you. I think that being not afraid of it means you can harness it. Yeah. Look for someone as a nice, clean bedroom and then you'll learn how to Honestly, clean your room. Honestly, yeah. yeah. I, I'll tell you what. My ex-boyfriend who was a Capricorn, he like taught me how to use my Google Calendar. Like he like, <laughs> he was like very Cap... Is that very Capricorn? Oh, oh yeah. That's, yes, they're time. Sure. Literally, they rule time. Efficient. Well, thank you so so much this was great my eyes were like truly opened like honestly i could have kept talking this forever and i could have played that mary fuck killer game for another (laughs) 15 years osama bin laden (laughs) fuck osama Um, you're so scared of him (laughs) it's so funny how scared you are i'm terrified of him well obviously um listen to you on lost culture yeah also told us that you guys are going on tour i can't believe it but we literally are going on tour um we're going to do portland seattle vancouver san francisco dallas austin houston which i'm gagged about um and then dc philly and boston with some maybe to be added where can we find your dates um we just announced it today on Instagram. So you can follow me on Instagram okay. at Matt Rogers, though. That's where that's my drug of choice. Fantastic. <laughs> and if you were in New York, go see uh, Matt live. Uh, he has a special holiday show coming up called Have You Heard of Christmas? <laughs> uh, it's at the Duplex, and it's on December 18th and 22nd. And you can also see him at the game show. Yes. Game spelled G-A-Y. G-A-Y honey. Get it? Okay. <laughs> uh, and that is on the 21st of December at Caveat in New York City. Um, go see go listen follow uh support subscribe all of the things. like subscribe sw- swipe are they um, gonna say swallow swipe. swallow please swipe, honestly share swallow um have you heard christmas is really fun it's a fake holiday album wonderful oh, that's gonna be yeah, so fun go see that so if you're in new york or close and we know that you're out there new york signers <laughs> go go support and have a great time thank you so much thank you, thank you guys this is so fun bye everybody bye bye, bye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. 
If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at What's Your Sign Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. What's your sign, baby? What's your sign?